and welcome to Identity Rigamortis. I'm Review Contest. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And for the holidays, we're doing SCP-4666, or I guess for, I was going to try and do like a December, like mix it with SCP, but like really September is the only one that really works for that. (laughs) Anyway, we're doing an SCP because one of our listeners, Charcoalman, has decided to, or like has suggested us um, this one. And when I looked at it, I was like, yes, this has to be our Christmas one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get into that as we're going to do the debriefing since it's not really so much of a rundown because it's about a it's, it's more like it's, it's, it's more bureaucratic than mm-hmm. a than a story than a traditional story narrative. Mm-hmm. So item uh, SCP four six six four six 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 four triple six four triple six is a Keter object. Uh, what does that mean again? I was meaning oh, to look it up, fuck. but I forgot. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> I'm glad no one else did. I'm like, I, I, I should probably look it up, but nah, they'll know what it means. Object class. There we go. And so for those of you not in the know, Keter... Which is all class, of us. Which is all of us. <laughs> as I'm reading it off the SCP wiki, yeah, yeah. Uh, a Keter class SCP are anomalies that are exceedingly difficult to contain consistently or unreliable. Or unreliably. So... Uh, with containment procedures often being extensive and complex. The Foundation often can't contain these SCPs well due to not having a solid understanding of the anomaly or lacking the technology to properly contain it or counter it. Uh, Keter SCPs do not mean the SCP is dangerous, um, just that it is simply very difficult and costly to contain. However, our SCP here is very dangerous, Mm -hmm. as we're about to go into. So, um, SCP-4666, basically the special uh, containment procedures involved are web traffic and law enforcement channels, uh, like monitoring, um, like basically keeping tabs on all of like the global networks on like surveillance um, involving uh, cases of stalking and reporting anomalous phenomena involving families with young children. Um, should a uh, there's a there's an event uh, that revolves around uh, this entity called the uh, known as the uh, Wisenacht events, um, and should that uh, should one of those events uh, be suspected uh, to be in progress, the nearest containment task force is to be dispatched and contain the uh, in attempt to contain the creature. Uh, media coverage is to be basically um, uh, falsified in uh, in regards to like reports of the 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 victims of this creature in that they it was a simple break and entering murder. You know, simple breaking and entering murder. Comparatively, yeah. yeah compared to what it does, yes. <laughs> uh, the description is basically a tall, lanky um, humanoid of an origin, uh, white hair, uh, pale complexion, uh, stark naked, stark naked. Um, and then what it does is over the course of 12 days, uh, or 12 nights, um, it basically, uh, right, right around the time of Christmas, it, uh, begins stalking a family like from afar and then gets closer and closer and closer mm-hmm. each night. Um, and then the family usually ends up experiencing like haunting, like, um, uh, Activity like footprints on the roof or in the attic, 
Um, sometimes even footprints and stuff like that in their hallways at night, stuff like that. Uh, and then at the final night, two uh, two scenarios uh, occur. So I think you mean footsteps, not footprints. That's like what I mean. The yes. audio I mean, yeah, of yeah, footsteps. Yeah, the audio of footprints. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so two two scenarios happen on night 12. Um, the first is the most common. SCP-4666 kills the family and and uh, and leaves and leaves one of them alive. Usually, the, actually, always the uh, the youngest child. Only if they're under eight. Yeah, and they are abducted. Um, and then the rest of the family is basically ritually um, splayed out in the tortured and killed. Yeah, tortured and killed, and then splayed out in like a weird, like ritualistic thing um, with all the symbols and whatnot, kind of of unknown origin. Like we don't know what they mean or like how they correlate or anything like that. Um, the secondary scenario, the secondary scenario, uh, is known as Weisnacht. Um, and that is the, um, event where nobody dies, but, uh, the child wakes up the next morning with a toy made from human remains, uh, at their, their bed, at the end of their bed. So, yeah, <laughs> those are terrifying. Um... And there's a bunch of uh, reports in the uh, in the document of a Weisnot event, as well as the uh, the instances event. So like Weisnot events, actually, yeah, Weisnot events are the ones where like the the family is killed and like, that's what I thought. Child, and then the instances logs are like basically the ones the 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 fifteen percent that don't die and are just left alone. But then there's a but the the thing leaves a a, a gift. Mm-hmm. So, and there's, like, tons of them, like, from, like, basically the 18th century uh, on. And there's um, speculation that it's even gone even for earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to span um, uh, the creature's domain. Seems to be uh, north of the 40... Degree. 40 degree north latitude. Um, and that is... Think about it. Um... Just anywhere in the world above that yeah, latitude. Yeah, basically, yeah. Anything anything north of that latitude. Although there's speculation that like it can really just go anywhere, but that's, All really, the that's events, wild conjecture. <laughs> well, every single one of these events from that huge time frame is above yeah, that. So. Exactly, yeah. Um, the discovery, uh, apparently in 1974, um, the, uh, the Foundation's newly implemented anomalous signature recognition program. That's a mouthful. Um, picked up a bunch of uh, home invasion incidences involving family deaths and found that they all correlated within the North Hemisphere and between or and uh, during the nights of January 1st and tw- the 2nd. So uh, as they went on to that, they discovered basically a whole, like, like again, the history of this creature over the course of, like, documented uh, cases. Um, and unfortunately, like, this uh, aside from some fingerprints that they found on some of the toys that have been left, um, show like an inhuman fingerprint. Like it's got like a double, uh, it's got like a double whorl pattern in it, and like humans don't have that. Yeah. Um, and it, even the hair strands that they've been able to recover don't match human. Uh, like they can't of, get any DNA of it yeah, at exactly, all. Exactly. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> there was one case. Uh, one addendum to it is uh. SCP 4666A, um, in which in Huna, Alaska, uh, one of these Weisnock, Weisnocked, uh, events happened, uh, in which, uh, one of the toys, which was a life sized doll made from the, the emaciated body of a female child, um, turned out to be 
uh, still alive, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the dress it was wearing was made from various pieces of dirty, discolored clothing, and had been sewn around the body. Um, into and the in body. some case, into human the into the body. Uh, a lot of these. A lot of the stitching in other previous toys were uh, use, uh, were uh, done using human tendons, mm. so I imagine it was the same case for this creature Probably. or this this uh, individual. Uh, the mouth had been sewn shut, uh, yeah, with human tendons, mm-hmm. um, and blood had been used to basically uh, color the the lips red. Uh, the fingernails of another child had been glued onto the body's onto this body's fingernails with pine resin, another um, craft. Uh, material it uses the uh, the entity uses, mm. uh, and then the scalp had been replaced with another child's scalp, mm-hmm. um, and both eyes had been removed with two large round marbles in the sockets. Uh, somehow this rocks. Chi- no, it says uh, I'm literally reading it from the, from the descriptor, uh, and Just two large round pebbles on which uh, eyes had been crudely painted, placed in the uh, empty orbits. I guess I read that wrong. Yeah, well, pebble is a rock. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong technically, because uh, yeah, pebble is technically just a smooth rock. You said marble. I said pebble. You, you said, said marble. marble. Did I say marble? You what? said it twice, and then you corrected yourself. <laughs> okay, I meant pebble then. Okay, I'm sorry. Then, uh, all right, I'm right then. I'm right. You know, I'm done. No. <laughs> Gamer's right. That means How dare you be right? You can never be right ever. Yeah, but when I'm wrong, you guys like just pounce on me like vultures. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. Fair. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I'll own it. Fair. Um, yeah. So the body, despite being yeah, like like that, uh, she was still alive at least for like 18 hours, and um, was rushed to uh, Juneau, Alaska. Uh, the Barlett Regional Hospital, where agents converged, um, coordinated off, and then got a, a half-hour interview before she like slipped back into her coma and then died. Um, and so they got information from her about what had been going on. Uh, she apparently was Russian originally from like two years ago, um, and she'd been taken by the creature and brought to the subterranean lair where there were hundreds of other children, um, or like a bunch of other children, yeah, hundreds. I, I sorry, I just speculated that. But there was a bunch of other children, uh, as well as like remains, and the children were being uh, used to basically make toys out of children that couldn't make toys. Mm-hmm. And then when her t- when she couldn't make any toys, she became the toy, and that's why. Mm-hmm. But that's where. So actually, the creature doesn't make the toys. He it forces other children to make toys through slave labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's and that's basically where the. Uh, the SCP entry ends is at that interview with the child and that revelation that like when you, when the kid can't, when the kid is abducted, it is forced to make toys. And then when it can't make toys anymore, it becomes the toy. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was our debriefing of SCP 4666. Uh, So we are going, Oh, by the way, force SCP 4666 uh, is by Hercules Rockefeller on SCP wiki. As always, I encourage you to, Check out the SCP wiki because it is just a gold mine of creepy and <laughs> weird. And I guess we'll go into... I have no grammar inquisitions. Do you have any grammar inquisitions, Mikey? No. Does Gamer Yellow have any grammar no. inquisitions? Okay, so right on to actual thoughts then. So this is under special containment protocols. Should a Weissnacht event be suspected to be in progress, the nearest containment task force is to be dispatched 
to attempt containment of SCP-4666. Okay. Uh, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and my, my, my response, as soon as I started reading that, I was like, damn it. I immediately thought it was, it was saying, like, Supernatural Task Force. <laughs> you guys have burrowed that into my brain. You're welcome. Uh, and then this is under its description. Uh, Though the nature and extent of its anomalous properties remain uncertain, SCP-4666 appears capable of instantaneous or near-instantaneous travel to any location north of 40-degree north latitude, and possibly to any location on Earth. So then, like, just, just say it appears capable of instantaneous global travel? I feel like it should be limited to the north 40-degree latitude it is given that it's like that's what they say and like that's what all the reports show but yeah and it also like gives it a territory and threatened re- a threat like a threatened region basically that it, uh, its domain mm. the extra bit at the end though uh about like possible global travel to me just kind of felt like it was an afterthought or in game or in canon it felt like wild speculation exactly well they don't know how it works so yeah. for all they know it could go anywhere else. It just prefers going up there. That's fair. Yeah. And monsters go on vacation, too. Yeah, but they go to Transylvania, which is still on the 40... <laughs> the 40... Uh, like, latitude. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, like... I, I, I just saw that. I was like... I mean, like... Just maybe, like, just say it differently. Like, because the way it's written in the story, I just, like... You basically just retracted what you... Like, it's like, oh, it's definitely, like, a 40% latitude. But it could possibly go anywhere else. So I was like... It just seemed like kind of like an afterthought. But like, well, what it should do is be separate, saying like the instances of all of, all the recorded instances yeah. are above forty degrees north latitude. However, with how little we understand this creature, it could possibly go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. That's there what they go. need to be said. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I also on top of this uh, checks map. Great. We're in its range. Of course. Perfect. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, during, so, uh, and then this next one. Uh, during this phase, in what are termed Weissnacht events, SCP-4666 uh, will appear at dwellings in one of multi- multiple locations north of the 40 degree nat- north latitude. So, just saying any story or game scenario from this just needs to be titled. Uh, Weissnacht. Like I feel like, because when you actually look up Weissnacht, it only it all the Google images, uh, Google searches I did come up to the SCP because Weissnacht is actually not the word, uh, not the proper word, or not the word that is actually supposed to be used for it. Weinachten is the observance of what is commonly known in English as Christmas Eve in the German-speaking countries and like other Eastern European mm-hmm. countries. Um, thank you, Wiki. Um, but it seems like, so. It seems like the the author of this either like misspelled why uh, why or made up their own version of it, which I am totally for because it yeah. adds like an originality to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, tying it to this festive um, season mm-hmm. uh, for the material because it's a different event from the actual event, yeah, which is just Christmas, exactly. Yeah, or just old like old lore Christmas, basically. Yeah, um, but they can refer to this separately because it's its own event. Work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like my thing with the title, like yeah, I feel like any kind of short like story that like is involves the SC, this SCP entity or like any game scenario, I would write for it. I'm probably going to dub it Weissnacht mm-hmm. because uh, it doesn't 
it, it's a deep cut for the SCP entry. So any, any of my players are like in the know of SCPs. They're going to hear that and they're going to be a little bit scared. Yeah. And the, the other ones won't have anything, won't know anything about it. So they'll be like, so it'll be perfect. So they get the, the fear out of them. Because mm-hmm. it's like the Call of Cthulhu scenario issue where like, uh, if you have a group of people, players that have played Call of Cthulhu for like 20 years, um, they know what a Bayaki looks like or they know what Amigo looks like. So mm-hmm. like when you try to describe it, it's like, oh, that's a Bayaki. I know it has this many points of health and yeah. this kind of armor. And like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of ruins the, uh, the fear element of Call of Cthulhu when you know your fa- when your fa- uh, your players know the stats or know about the creature already. Yeah. So yeah, that was my idea for that. Um, <laughs> and then there's this part that kind of traumatized me a little bit for Christmas this year. In all known Weissnacht events, these dwellings have shared the following characteristics. Isolated rural location. Ding. Home to a family with at least one child under the age of eight. Ding. And situa- situated in an area with snow cover with snow cover lasting through the duration of the event. Ah, oh, poop. <laughs> yep, all of them. Well, uh, this is going to be a long Christmas. Yeah. As I was reading the description of the of the of the knights, I was visualizing these cultists <laughs> scarring or scaring the piss out of me mm-hmm. uh, by saying, "There's a strange figure in the woods behind our house." <laughs> yeah. yeah, like this. It, again, it's a personal, like, biased opinion on the story, but I think, that, like, that's the, like, the, my personal fear of the story, or creep I got from the story, is the fact that I could visualize Nice Cultus doing something like that to scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, unintentionally, because she's just naturally creepy. Of course, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's too real for you. <laughs> it's, whoa, <laughs> why is this, why? It's like it's targeted specifically for you. Yeah. Mm. So thank you, Charcoal Man, for suggesting this creep, this SCP entry, um, because uh, I'm not going to be able to sleep a wink for the next twelve uh, for the uh, for the last twelve nights of Christmas. Of <laughs> That's going to go well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll be fine. You won't be hallucinating no, and fine. seeing <laughs> tall naked men yeah. in the forest. <laughs> this title card may not actually have already been like photographed uh, the back, so I could add in like a creepy man in the background. Nice. <laughs> I'm thinking of actually going to do that. Yeah, for the title card. Um. All right, so regarding Night 12's two scenarios. Uh, so I, I I don't know which is more unsettling. The Sinister-style family kill-torture sequences or the Nightmare Before Christmas-style gifts made from macabre materials. Uh, like, I'm honestly quite torn as to which which scenario is creepier to stumble upon. Like, uh, okay. Like, if you say so, I, I don't just like personally, like, it's yeah, personal yeah, opinion. You know, it is personal opinion. Like, just like, if, like, if you're the cop that has to deal with, like, the ritualistic killing of a family, obviously that's, that's graphic and terrifying. Or being the, uh, being the parent or, like, family member who, like, goes to, like, see their, what their child is, like, freaking out about and finding, like, again, the life size doll of a child. Like made from a child mm-hmm. in your in your in your kid's room, or like any of the other art- artifacts that are in the um, in the addendum listing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, check out the wiki if you want to know the full extent of that. Um, yeah, I just like I know I know both of them are like really like one, one of them is viscerally creepy, and the other one's like also viscerally creepy, but like also kind of got like a kind of like what if it ha- what if it had been the other scenario kind of like dread that's true to it mm-hmm. so like that's that's what i'm getting i'm not saying like either either one is like 
like oh, this, like the, the visceral like the mass killings isn't kill isn't uh, terrifying, but because that's like just like I'm not that desensitized <laughs> from like movies <laughs> and, and, and like and, and true crime shit, mm-hmm. but like. The other one just proposes like kind of a, a sense of dread that you don't see in the other one. Mm-hmm. Of just the what if. <laughs> so, um, and but the fear is the fear of the other one happening. Yeah, which means which the, other the other one happening is the other more one fearful. happening. Well, if the, well, the problem with the other one happening, like, is if it happened and, it's, and you're one of the family members, well, you're already dead. Don't really, I mean you've been tortured, but you're you're dead, so you're not going to worry about it in the in the in the for the. Uh, in the long run, um, but and if you're the cop, yeah, sure, that might that might leave a, a lasting remark on you. Uh, if any of our creepos that involve like a cop narrator is to be <laughs> to be suggested. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not saying that it's like not yeah. any creepier, but I'm just saying like I don't know which one I would find more creepy if I was put in those places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on to uh, oh yes, and the the doll girl uh her name was uh uh ekaterina uh morozova morozova don't even know why you're trying to pronounce it <laughs> russian <laughs> oh no i think she's polish actually i don't know yeah anyway uh so regarding her interview um man i think we found something as scary or scarier than krampus for the holidays <laughs> with this creature like it does things similar to Krampus and has similarities, but the more human appearance of this creature, while also being twisted and added, like adds kind of a unknowable factor to the like because of its rituals and its behavior. That I think to me is a little more creepy than the the Krampus because like Krampus like maybe and also maybe with that is like Krampus is kind of a more of a known commodity now, mm-hmm. especially with like media like those movies the Krampus movies that came out like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so Krampus' the deal is he he takes kids that are bad and or leaves or leaves coal as the uh, instead of uh, Christmas instead of uh, presents. Yeah, but what does he do to the kids he takes? I forget. He tortures and eats them. But just tortures and eats them. Doesn't make them toys. <laughs> doesn't make them make toys. Exactly. Doesn't make them make other people, make other them's toys. <laughs> yeah. So let's take baseline Krampus, change the way he looks, and add more to it. Yeah, So exactly. by default, it's creepier. About as scary or scarier, yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, like, he looks more human, so, like, that's a little bit more creepy on the angle of that, like, like how could a human do this? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, this thing may not be human and just might be, like, human-esque. It's not. It's like nine feet tall, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's like a Slenderman-y kind of. Yeah. Thing. Well, and all the rituals, like that, like not even the SCP knows like what kind of symbols, like what the symbols and all that shit mean. Like, so it's like some kind of alien like ritual like patterns and shit. On and it has those. some alien language as well. Yeah, because um, that interview, she started talking in a language no one understood. Because that's how like what she had been like hearing for two years, basically. Yeah. That's what she had to learn to communicate with it. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like again. I think we have we have a, a contest, a contender for Krampus as a, a Hollywood boogie, or not Hollywood, a holiday boogeyman. Mm-hmm. So there's two tiers of bad. There's the Krampus bad, where it's like he just goes around putting coal in, and sometimes he takes the kids, whatever. Maybe he's hungry occasionally. Yeah. But then if they're really bad kids, you get SCP for you get waste not. Yes. <laughs> the waste noctoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And that's basically my actual thoughts until we go into the kitchen. 
section of this uh, podcast. So, Mikey, what do you got? Uh, not a whole lot. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's a monster. <laughs> you spooky? <laughs> so for you me, have I have get... you, you seriously have nothing? Not until the... Not until the kitchen? All right, fair enough. I'm glad I'm backpacking this episode. Team on my back. Um, uh, I only really have one note that I wrote down while actually reading it. This is the, uh, at least for me, the first SCP I recall where, like, the C isn't properly associated to the entity because it's not contained at all. Because yeah, well, they can't contain it. Or they, they can, like, tr- they've been trying to contain it. So, yeah, but it, this one feels more like the case file of, like, a serial killer at large compared yeah. to a case file on someone that's imprisoned and, like, seeing, like, how the, how they're kept captive yeah. and stuff well, like that. It's very different. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, that's... I don't think we've done, like... I don't think we've done many Keter um, classifications. I don't remember any that are just out in the world still. Yeah. Oh, and there's there, there are a bunch of them that are out in the world that they just basically, like, keep under wraps. So they, like, it's... What does SCP stand for? <laughs> secure, contain, protect? Yeah. yeah. They so can't they, contain this one. And they can barely secure it. And the trying... Is secure and contain the same thing? Wait, wait what is it? is it? Is it secure, contain, protect? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's secure. So. <laughs> secure is get it. Contain is hold it. And protect is to, like, not let other people know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, they're doing they a good job of protecting people from, yeah. from its knowledge. This is... P four six six six. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but again, like that's that's the thing. Like that's why there's a range and like there's a classification setup. Like yeah. the ketters are like they they have a hard time containing it or or keeping it under wraps because it's so elusive or it's so alien. It could just teleport anywhere it wants. Yeah. Even if they like how how it. do you contain that? <laughs> like again, it has it, to be in a, a cell made of a material that it can't pass through. Exactly. Which they which have to they figure out. Yeah. So maybe they have contained it a couple of times, but they always manage to. Uh, elude them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be like a story itself, rolling into the kitchen aspect. Mm-hmm. Like just the SCP people trying different materials to contain it. Yeah, and and like each log is just like a different year because they keep it keeps yeah. vanishing through, so they have to like wait, catch it the next year. Mm-hmm. And technically, they're safe because it only kills like families in their homes until one of the SCP agents has a family with a, with a child that's under eight. Yeah, but his entire family isn't going to be at the SCP Foundation during Christmas. That's, That's my true. point. Until until it decides to like banish out of its chamber, uh, its containment chamber, and go, starts stalking his family. Uh, I get that, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say is it it being potentially contained in the SCP facility yeah. means that the the facility staff are safe because it doesn't seem to kill. Outside yeah. of people's actual homes. Yes. Unless it does. <laughs> unless, it <laughs> unless it's contained unless, unless and it, it has to break out. Unless it finds a loophole that, well, the facility is the staff's home, technically, because they, they spend so much time there. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, I'm in prison. Fuck you. I'm going to kill you all. Exactly. Yeah. He starts night crawling around, teleporting and murdering everyone. Yeah. And then ritually, like adding like weird, like te- like weird sigils onto the walls and their blood and shit. Mm-hmm. And he breaks every other SCP out. Oh god! <laughs> and then the apocalypse happens. Just the a SCP- jailbreak. The SCP apocalypse happens. Mm-hmm. The guy unintentionally went into a, a, a kitchen <laughs> segment. There. You, you, yeah. you said you didn't have much for yeah, that, yeah, yeah. so you kind of just bled into it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, so going on to the kitchen then. Uh, so a lot of mine are mostly game scenario stuff. Like, all right, Little Fierce. Starting off with that one. Basically, you play as children fighting off nightmarish monsters like Goosebumps or Rari Fae the Dark style stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it can go into, like, basically Call of Cthulhu, but for kids. <laughs> Sounds weird. It has. I've played in those games. I've run some of those games. It has gone that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Little Fear seems like kind of a low-hanging fruit um, with playing the... Basically, you're playing the kids dealing with this stalking creature until the final night, and then it's basically like a Goonies... It can kind of go into like kind of a Goonies-style or like Home Alone-style like scenario where you're trying to like figure out how to keep this thing out of your home and from killing your family. <laughs> or, like, just try to deal, like, figure out what it does. And then, like, mm. it goes into basically a slasher flick where it's murdering your family and um, and you're trying to evade it in your home. Mm. Um, the Weissnacht events list um, that is given gives me a plethora of fodder and seed ideas, personally, for, like, th- for games like Zweihander. Um, Zweihander being a, an RPG game that takes that that's more about like playing dark fantasy, like grim, dark, grim and perilous fantasy. So like you're not el- or you're, you're not like magical elves or like dwarves and some of that. You're you can be like people in the 17th to 18th century fighting werewolves or like any kind of like baddie or just like brigands in like your shitty little village in the middle of like medieval for, uh, like a medieval mountain range. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the thing I have for this is that it's set we set the game. In the 17th to 19th century Europe, um, and just in, you're you're investigating a, a family murders for the church or another group that uh, that fights off like demonic things and or like weird events like that. Or you're like part of the the town militia investigating this like massive homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, basically pick your poison for any horror game with occult magic systems or critters in place. Like Unknown Armies, Delta Green, Call of Cthulhu, Fear Itself, Esoterica, or Esoterica, Esoterist. Um, the list goes on of like, um, just like using the the unknown ritual use and symbols that the creature does, and like having that in play with players uh, while players bash their heads figuratively against the mystery as they try to investigate these killings, past and present. Like maybe they stumble upon a present day murder of like a family and then see all these symbols and then the the, the camp the story uh, the the gameplay or the story is them digging into similar murders across like the country or even across the globe mm-hmm. and just like what the fuck is this thing do- like what is it doing like how is it doing this kind of stuff and then like then you cut to like the next year and they're like re- they found like uh signs of it happening again and so like that's when they're like they try to like stop it so yeah, there's a plethora of of games of like uh, campaign or RPG books and supplements that you can use for this uh, kind of um, scenario or this kind of idea for a scenario. Um, the the notable um, SCP four six 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 A instance recovered listings, like the, all the items that were recovered. Um, man, you put that in a Delta Green game. Where the agents find a green box mm-hmm. or a similar storage unit of like weird shit that um and like that's basically your item list and like that could even you could even go like the True Detective season one like angle where like you open up the uh, storage unit and not only are all these items here there's like a crazy man's like 
map of like the country of like where all they're from and like all the reports and all the articles and that's basically your campaign seed into like like involved in like figuring out what's happening here mm-hmm. and maybe by by investigating this um you find out that like or like that's how like, maybe you get marked or you get like um like noticed by the creature and maybe that's why like the guy who op- like, the guy who started this storage unit has gone missing or something like that like basically this thing doesn't this thing doesn't want to be found either or found out either. So like it basically like takes hunts down and stalks the person that's looking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe the SCP Foundation is also on your ass for digging into this. Like maybe you're just like a normal like FBI agent or CSIS agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but you're kind of out of your jurisdiction. You're out of your jurisdiction. Yeah. And then the secret task force shows up and starts like uh like basically they are just as much the antagonist as the creature you're looking for too mm-hmm. um and then a really twisted idea i had kind of out there use the threadbare rpg so threadbare is a is an rpg about uh playing um broken and lost toys mm-hmm. and you are playing the kid toys you aren't quite dead yet in the lair mm-hmm. but are just cognitive enough that they are you're basically desperately trying to escape or or like get get out of the uh the the thing's lair and basically it's like a weird like krampus style or krampus or pan's labyrinth style like subterranean world um where you're like trying to get like basically outrun or out maneuver the creature as well as his like thralls of like children toy makers mm-hmm. um the end goal with that one, I feel, would be really bleak because, congrats, you got out, you die because <laughs> you die of your injuries because probably the magic of the of the of the tunnel world uh, this thing lives in was keeping you alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're free, yeah. But at least you you escaped the uh, the Weissnacht creature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, like from the uh, oh, yeah, story wise, so actually, like. Away from the video, from from my from my RPG game scenario stuff, actually onto a story because that's kind of what our show's about. Um, I could see using all those ideas that I just came up with for games and just kind of writing them as a situation for a story, like as a scenario. Yeah, I talked to Mikey um, earlier about that. Where like basically anything that can be gameable can also be storyable. Yeah. Because games are essentially playing in a story. Exactly, yeah. It, they are a storytelling games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the and the way you write it would, would also, like, you could you could have it, like, be fun. Like, have a journal uh, of from, like, some witch finder in Europe um, who's been stalking this stalker of kinder, or children in German. Um, like, play is, like, basically, like, a witch hunter who's after the serial killer. And but like treat it as like as a document from like the 17th century or 18th century, mm-hmm. um, or from the kid's point of view, past or modern, where the where the creature is getting closer and closer to his house as the events start transpiring, and again like do like the kind of the Goonies uh, Home Alone style thing where the kids are trying to protect their home and themselves and their family from this creature using booby traps and all that kind of stuff. And leave it up to like whether or not the creature actually is there to kill them, or if it just like it shows up, like they it, it's gotten past all the defenses, and then it just leaves this really creepy fucking toy yeah. <laughs> made of people. So yeah, uh, 
this one really like kind of this one I was actually really pleasantly surprised how like how much it touched me as a um like for ideas and like creative juices going. Mm-hmm. Like as I was reading, I was like, oh, this is creepy. Because it's kind of hitting a little too close to home. <laughs> and I can see all these ideas for like story ideas or even like game ideas. More importantly for me, game ideas. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's my that's my uh, my contribution to the kitchen. So, Mikey, what do you got? Alright. So, the key part that I would use for a game scenario is the timeline. Yep. So... Enforce the strict 12 days. Yes. <laughs> Give it, like, basically a doom counter. Yeah, a, a doom counter type thing. And then and have it do the things like night one through seven, it's either in the bush or coming to the window like it does. Or the niece is seeing, or, like, yeah. a child is seeing it, and, like, yeah. you look out and, like, you think you see something, but it, it goes behind a tree kind of thing. Yeah. And Which, then yeah. the nights eight through 11 are when it's escalating, and then footsteps and whatnot and then obviously the final night is the determining factor yeah um but i would also sort of set it in the past where there's no cell phones where there's no cell phones (laughs) and it takes over a day to get to town yeah because it's rural yeah yeah so Mm. it could be like yeah it could be like uh, it could be like any small town in like Hell, Ontario, like, because we're we're technically in its domain. Yeah. Like, even there's towns in Ontario that are like super small and super out there in the out in the middle of nowhere. There's farms that like where your neighbor is like an hour away. Yeah. 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 So so basically, with that, like the first couple nights of creepiness, then it's like, well, I'm going to go into town, and then that wastes up. A lot of the time, and then suddenly we're getting suddenly, a lot like, closer, closer to nighttime <laughs> and so, then, yeah. to nights eight and eleven, and then yeah. it just yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> that that is, that that's a good like uh, again time waster, like yeah. an intentional time waster. <laughs> um, the idea of another idea that I I, would, I I'd pull it from I'm pulling it from uh, uh, from the Little Fears uh, YouTube channel, which is a, a series of basically this this girl or this woman did a bunch of. Um, creepy videos as well as readings of her own like creepy stories and stuff and one of the creepy videos she did was like she uh, she went out to walk her dog and it was snowing so she went out uh she took her dog out walked her wa- uh, like to get some b-roll so she had her camera uh with her and on the way back when she got home she stops at her driveway because there's bare like, like there's human footprints like bare human footprints in the snow walking up to her door and the door slightly ajar <laughs> Like, that's yeah, weird. That would be a creepy moment to have in that as well. Like, mm-hmm. like just to add yeah. on to that, and then you find nobody in the house. Yeah, yeah. No footprints leaving the house. Either. No, yeah, no. It was coming directly from like outside. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And like when that happens in the story, like cause in the in the video, uh, like seriously, check it out. The little fears is actually really good. Like, if you want to get creeped out, like from and like but have like a really chill like woman's voice like reading to you or like talking to you like that's she's really good at like that kind of mellow talking and then dropping a creepy moment at, you know, on you because mm-hmm. it's like yeah her, she's just like she's just walking her dog and like getting b-roll and there's some music some like peppy music kind of playing and then it just stops the music stops and it cuts to her like keeping her dog like by her side as she's she's looking down at the footprints mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so 
that would be a really good scene, I think, in that, like, mm-hmm. with, maybe not even within, like, the, the cl- near the end, but, like, maybe that's one of the inciting uh, yeah. incidences that I've, like, yeah. something's yeah. actually out there. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm, I was also thinking with the whole, it's one through seven, if they go into town, they only have a small amount of information. Love is basically a stalker. Yeah, type thing, and maybe disappearing footprints in the woods or something like that, but nothing as concrete. Yeah, and then nights eight to eleven, they go into town. They have more information because then they have the footsteps and all that. Uh, you can give them in that point potentially the answer on how to survive the night. Yeah, but use red herrings. To make them go, well, is it this or this? False or this? information. Like, give, yeah. them, give them a selection of information and have most of it be shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because how do you know? It's a fucking yeah. SCP entity. I actually feel like, um, if you're, since you're going to set it, like, kind of in an earlier time without, like, radio and stuff of that, or even, like, like 80s, 90s mm-hmm. um, Canada or Americana, mm-hmm. like, have the, um, the corner store scene. Like have mm-hmm. that be at the corner yeah. store, like where the person yeah. goes to the to the corner store, like the local like diner or like little um, little like greasy spoon, mm-hmm. and and start talking to some local some townsfolk, and like basically get like the NPCs in on it, or like they're like they're giving suggestions, and none of them are really any good. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, like it's some of them are are like are like. Um, uh, reasonable in that it's like, oh, it sounds like you have some some kind of like stalker, some kind of weirdo, like out near 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 your place. You may want to like get a gun or like something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then like have some really weird ones, like have some like like the local like kook or like the local pastor or something like that. Give some like blessings, and like it's not going to work at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like use that kind of stuff, like yeah. where they they're rolling like occult rolls or they're spending occult points to like figure out what to do and like they're talking to people in town and all the and like most of the ideas are terrible yeah or aren't gonna work at all yeah well and uh thinking about it uh what would be the solution to to get the good ending of the uh the doll and i was thinking the good ending (laughs) of the doll well the the Oh, the family mean, living. You mean have the Kinder Surprise? Yeah. Oh my God! It is a Kinder Surprise. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's also a really good idea for a to- for the title of the story. <laughs> Kinder, Kinder Surprise. surprise. Yeah. Cause you think it's about a Kinder Surprise like chocolate, yeah. but it's about it's actually uh, the story where it'll end with the good and or the good ending. I do in quotes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a good. That's a good pun. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so I was thinking mm-hmm. that it would just be as simple as milk and cookies, like the milk and cookies you leave out for Santa. Yeah, but they're at an extreme price because it was just Christmas, <laughs> so they can have milk and cookies or a gun. Oh, <laughs> like you leave that at the corner store. You leave yeah. that and like. Like maybe like yeah like like add in some like like hint of like like oh you get, maybe maybe it's like Santa like uh, where you had to leave him like a tribute like cook, cookies and milk mm-hmm. I was like oh, fuck that or the, if the player like fuck that I want a gun yeah like and that's the thing about horror games that's why you give your horror your players all the weapons and stuff you want because in a horror game fucking shit's not gonna matter it doesn't matter in slasher movies it doesn't happen in half it doesn't matter in half the movies of uh, that involve horror like an actual mm-hmm. like true good horror 
like ending where like the monster is impervious to bullets. Yeah. But yeah, like you that's and, and in Delta Green game, that is literally a signifier that you're fucked. <laughs> is when the when the GM's like, yeah, have that rocket launcher. Go have that flamethrower. That's it's a tank. Do you yeah, want yeah, it to tap off? Yeah, there's a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> like with a with a turret on the back? Do you want mm-hmm. that too? And, and you're like, just that's when the player's just like, We're fucked, aren't we? It's like, yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. Let's, yeah. let's walk into this. Let's walk into that terrible night. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's exactly it. And he, like, that's like, let them hang themselves <laughs> by picking the gun or the, the book of cookies. <laughs> I really like that. Or what happens if you give it a toy? You leave it a normal, like an actual toy. Like, hmm. what if it just it just wants like like that's like because it's all about the spirit of giving. Mm-hmm. What if it's the spirit? Oh, what if it's some like alien, like eldritch horror spirit of giving? So, by you giving it a present, it actually like completely like nullifies that year's like its cycle for that year. On that house, yeah, on or... that house, or you no, know, like for that year, it it like it, it basically like expels it for the year. Like, Just one person doing that, exactly. Yeah, but nobody's done it because nobody knows what the hell's going on. Yeah, it could be something weird like, like that. I feel like that would be a really good idea for both the game and the story side of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's more of a, a spirit of taking because he's just no, like, he's not, I mean, kind of a no, yes and no. Like he needs material for his presence that he's giving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Maybe that's where capitalism comes from. The capitalist spirit of giving comes from. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because yeah. you got to make money. You got to you got to take things in order to get things. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, we're going. <laughs> dove down a, a rabbit hole there. Uh-huh. So continuing down the the cookie route, <laughs> uh, which uh, ended up with a hilarious, hilarious quote from the monster: "If they choose the gun." Oh yeah. Which was, uh, I want your cookies! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because at that point they realized, oh, we should have gone for the cookies. <laughs> I really wanted some cookies. I want your cookies. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a quote from that bunny. Shut up, shut up. Thing. I'm not going to say more, but that's the. Yeah, that's the it, might be, it might be a bunny of, of a killer thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 The PG version of that line. Watch your cookies. Watch your cookies. Yeah. So if you're if you're interested and you're over eighteen and you don't mind raunchy horror, check out Bunny the Killer Thing to understand our in joke of "I want your cookies." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have been warned. All right. Yeah. And then. Uh, continuing along the scenario of the bad ending. Yes, the bad end. <laughs> Which is the, the, the family the, being... Yeah, because it's like 15% mm-hmm. um, of the cases is the the present. Yeah. So I, I'm, my math is... My percentage math is... So really 85%. Fun. 85, thank you. I was like I was like literally struggling there for a second. <laughs> yeah, so the 85% of the endings. <laughs> yeah. So basically... From there, you switch to the kid's point of view of being abducted and then working in the oh toy shop. Yeah. yeah. And escaping the toy shop of horror. Yeah, so that's basically the second scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you're a traumatized child. Yeah, so the first one, 
is Delta Green, or like, no, I'd say I'd probably use Fear Itself, because it's uh, basically, you play as civilians, have no, mm-hmm. you have you have access to some guns, but you're not like, proficient in any of it, unless you put points into it. And you basically, it's it's ideal for like, slasher movies um, style things, or it's ideal for like, slow burn horror, or like, when like, wrong person, wrong time kind of like, uh, situations. I'd use that for the adult side of this game. And that would be the scenario one. Mm-hmm. Scenario two, the sequel, is done in Little Fierce. Mm-hmm. And you're this poor traumatized child trying to escape the closet land or the, bur- yeah. the, the burrow lands of this, yeah. cre- of this, uh, of this monster. Um, or, and then, like, the batter ending where you end up as a, t- as a toy as that child, like, you get out. The op- third oh. optional one is Threadbare, <laughs> where you're the toy trying to escape. Yeah. So there's multiple avenues of where things can go in each oh, yeah. scenario. For so. sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think this actually. I don't. I, we've we've done SCP entries in the past. I think this is honestly the one that's like sparked the most creativity in me <laughs> and us. Well, partially because it gives you a list of different events that happened, oh, and so you can helpful. see them happening in different timelines yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, actually, a quick aside from that, like in those descriptions, did anybody else feel a little sense of like, okay, I get it, like the whole family's killed except for the child who was abducted. <laughs> like because seemed, that's I, I, I know, but it, like in every like I I basically skipped that 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 first sentence cuz I knew exactly what it was going to be every time. <laughs> and like yeah, it, like I understand like that that is it's MO and like that is it's like it's like I, it just felt really repetitive. But it like to be said cuz not the entire family doesn't always die. There's that one where one of the kids just ran away. Oh, that's true. Shit, yeah, you're right. The kid, so, did, he ran off and yeah. uh, escaped. And everyone else died, and probably the other kid was kidnapped or something, but one of them did run away. Yeah. So So there is actually hope. There is a there's a sliver of hope that you can survive a scenario of this and not end up either in the toy in the toy factory or murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You just have to escape and leave your family to die, and then you're going to be orphaned for the re- uh, for the rest of your existence. But at least you survived. Because of how lethal this monster is, I kind of want to see the story of the kid leaving. Yeah. Like, how the fuck I he f- got out. I feel like that would be, like, a very harrowing adventure. Mm-hmm. And, like, as a story, that would, like, you could uh, get into, like, kind of the, 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 the tragedy of it. And then from an RPG point of view, you could get into the player's just... Kermit the Frog running away from the house in a comedic fashion. Kermit the Frog like, running? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, you had to do the visual. That's too. what he does. Like, Google, like if, if anybody listening is not familiar with the Kermit the Frog, like, flailing, mm-hmm. Google it. It's hilarious. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, like, because that's what players end up, kind of end up doing is, like, making the seriousness all kind of silly. <laughs> no, no one does that. Why are you looking at me like that? I never do that. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, or like again, like it could be just as tragic. Like again, like in that in that scenario, because like that's basically where you end the stories that they survived, but their family got butchered. Yeah, I like how I'm laughing at that. Like I'm like off. Like it's not. It's it's gallows humor. It's not like I'm like yes. Yeah, you keep telling yourself yeah, that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those are some good, uh, some really good uh, options for for game idea. I love the like going to the town. Uh, a multiple event, a multiple occur, uh, like multiple times during the the twelve days, and just getting more and more shitty information because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like because it, again it's unprecedented too like that yeah. and there is no internet so they they're basically your your invest your uh, your info gathering mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. or like going to like the local library and like using your library card and the terror that is 
the Dewey Decimal System. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And the the other thought uh, with the cookies is that the symbols the symbols he leaves are just different types of cookies. Oh my god! They're actually just like they're actually just recipes for cookies in his his native language. <laughs> he's just telling you make these next year, and I won't kill you. That's all he's saying. Yeah. He's trying to be nice about it. He's trying to give us a warning. Yeah, it's just you know posthumous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't realize that we don't speak his language. Yeah, yeah, we don't speak boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't realize that he's actually killing people. How? That's actually a very interesting because I've, I've I've talked to Travis from uh, the one, the guy he, he's on our show a couple of times. Um, he, me and him have conversations where like the Lovecraft stuff, like the the Eldritch horrors and the Cthulhu monsters and all that stuff, where the horror isn't that they're like malevolent or even benevolent. They just don't understand. They just, they just don't get us. So they think that what they're doing to us is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, they think we're, they're helping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because they don't understand us as much as we don't understand them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what, you mean you can't put your brain in a jar and, like, transport it? That's how you have to transport yourself to, through space. Like, mm-hmm. why are you screaming? <laughs> why are you this screaming? is normal. Why are you screaming through the vocal uh, unit we've given you? Like, you can talk now. You don't need the, the fleshy mouth, the uh, flapping mouth thing. <laughs> You've got brainwave patterns. Why are you? Why are you like crying? Are you crying in the in the resin? <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like yeah. yeah like what if? It, yeah, it's just a monster just doesn't understand people. Yeah. <laughs> it's why it makes toys. Like oh well, like all these kids are like all like, all throughout the years I've seen these kids like playing with these toys. Like they have some such a bond with them. I wonder like. Clearly, they're made from these things. Of course, yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. I mean, we shit off parts of our body and use and play with around with that. Like, that's clearly what's done here. Mm-hmm. So, that's... <laughs> what, you mean you don't discard your... Or use your discarded uh, f- uh, fetal brethren and uh, and make them into toys for your for your live children? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I like that that's his voice, too. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> Just, like, very, like, belligerent about yeah, it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I have to say about. That's really good. I like that. (laughs) And gamer, don't have too much left because I chimed in multiple times. Yeah, but um, pretty much the only thing I've left is I could see this entire thing like with all the data, yeah, being put together into like a drip feed investigation situation where the main character is a detective that's investigating all these murders and kidnappings to the point that he's like globe trotting. And talking to local law enforcement across the world, oh, trying yeah. to figure out what this global catastrophe is. Yeah. And, like, every place he goes to is getting more and more information. I mean, hell, that, like, without the globetrotting aspect, that's basically True Detective Season 1. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So. And uh, maybe the character is one of the kids that got away from one of the older yeah. um, happenings, events. Uh when they were kids, so they grew up to be a detective because they wanted to solve their own family's murder. I think that's actually like partially it, the premise of, of Darkness Falls. The movie. I figured it, it sounds like it's a premise of something. No, there's a there's a movie called Darkness Falls where like the Tooth Fairy is like this witch that was burned during like the Salem trial kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and so now she like haunts the town of of, of Darkness Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and like the kid, like the main character is oh, like when he was a kid, his family, I think. He was stalked by her, attacked by her, and I think the family was killed, or part of the family was killed. Mm-hmm. And he repressed it, but he always had nightmares of her. And then, like, down the road, like, when he's an adult, 
uh, still psychologically recovering from all this, his girlfriend or like love interest, um, her brother, her like youngest brother, um, is starting to see her again as well. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where it goes. Yeah. But yeah, like it's a again, like I like that idea. Like again, like using this the data we're provided through the the entry and making that investigative story mm-hmm. and just see where it goes from there. Whether or not it starts targeting him, either like what how, how we said earlier, because he's investigating the creature, yeah, not because of any family situation or. He, like, just had a, a kid a few years ago, so... <laughs> and the kid started talk, saying about this weird, like, man that's out in the woods. Yeah. He doesn't have any clothes, Daddy. Isn't he cold? <laughs> Why yeah. is his hair white? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That could be a problem. Yeah. And he's as tall as one of the trees. <laughs> well, that huge one over there. It's <laughs> a giant creature. Draw! <laughs> yeah. That's what the, yeah, exactly. That's when the SC, SNTF shows up and just like, draw! <laughs> just like running. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you're wondering what we're talking about, check out the movie, the Finnish movie, or no, the Norwegian movie, Trolls. Or yes. Troll Hunter. It was excellent. Yes. Um, I feel like we just keep like referencing shit and just like, <laughs> but again, it's fine. Is that a problem? No. Cool. Because I'm going to continue doing it. Yes. It's fine. Um, so is there anything else then? Uh, not not really. I chimed in with pretty much all my other thoughts. That's fair. I feel like we did get a lot of... we. This did give us a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. So so I guess look forward to the future, guys, when I start running some uh, Weissnacht stories. <laughs> or maybe I'll run them for some people online or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess on to final thoughts then. Um, so much in the same vein as Krampus, but its own SCP spin on the idea of of the of a festive boogeyman um i recommend this entry uh and monster like especially for a holiday themed game scenario like there's a lot of fodder here for for writing a story about it or using it in a in a rpg uh where you're trying to like terrify your characters for the holidays <laughs> you know cheer um uh eggnog candy canes Horrible family mutilation and torture and death and abduction of children. What more? What more can be expected of the holidays? Yeah, exactly. Um, I know I'm. I'm probably going gonna. Jo- uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely jotting down some notes for this for game scenarios. <laughs> so, um, yeah, full recommendation of this entry. Uh, and thank you, Charcoal Man, for suggesting this group Bostic or this uh, SCP entry. And suggesting something good. Wow! <laughs> sounded kind of bad. Well, just because... Suggesting good. No, I mean, like, because a lot of the times... Well, some creepypastas we read are good, whether or not they're suggested or not, but... Man, we read some bad... We read bad ones sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see something that's genuinely good. Yeah. Most of the time, I think the suggested ones are pretty decent. Um, yeah, they're usually maybe, better than us just randomly looking for shit. Yeah, the only ones that haven't that have been suggested... I think we've had like maybe one or two that's been suggested that were like... The Tales Doll suggested, wasn't it? No, that was one that I realized that we hadn't done. Oh, so it's your uh, fault. Yes. Okay. Yeah, most of I'll the remember that. My fault. <laughs> okay. That I'll take sense. all the blame for those ones. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. But um, no, I think some of the times that people like suggest like the bad ones is like we're just to see us rip into it. Yeah, that's fair. Or to, like just I guess see us tortured. <laughs> and I don't hate reading bad stories because I almost learn more from bad stories than good ones. Yeah, because I see what not to do. Exactly. It's when the goof, writing the goofus versus gallant uh, thing. 
Sure. Don't do what Goofus does. Do what Gallant does. It's it's an old... Um, oh, like, yeah. I recall that barely. <laughs> yeah, it's from, well, it is from the 70s. It's not even really from our timeline. It's from, yeah. Our timeline? <laughs> it's from a different timeline? It's from the 70s timeline. Oh. Uh, I think. It's like the There's same time... It's like the... Like, yeah, it's like the... Um, like black and white TV, like, uh, like messages or like uh, moral things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mikey, what are your recommendations? Um, well, as fodder for a story or game scenario, uh, it does uh, lend itself to that, and you can get your creative juices going and uh, stuff like that. But as an actual story, you get bits and pieces, and yeah, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Definitely creepy. Yeah. Yeah, the story is kind of fragmented, but again, that's kind of the, the nature of the SCP entries. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another thing I was just surprised about. There is no de- no classified like bar, no redacted bars in this entire entry. Well, there's like the two things you have to open up to read more. Yeah, but I mean, those yeah. are those even like, you need clearance for those? Were those they actually- didn't write clearance shit on it. But which is it, what it's- they usually do, which I was surprised. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, none of this, like, this creature is, like, completely, like, unredacted. Yeah, no, it's just access document. It, there's no actual, like, uh, clearance level for these ones. So this is, like, an unredacted SCP entry. <laughs> and it might be like that on purpose. Yeah. So everyone knows what the fuck it does. That's true, and... yeah, because it is a Keter class. Maybe that's maybe that's something that happens with Keter class ones, is they try to get the, the word out or the information about it out for mm-hmm. all the access agents. So that they know to like, like we need to get, we need to contain it. We need to put the C back in, in the, or we need to put the S and C back in SCP here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe what could have been done was put um like class one clearance on both of them. Yeah. So you know it's just the first level clearance, so everyone has that or all access. Yeah. yeah. Or that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, right. um, I enjoyed it reading through it. It was um thoroughly creepy. It was um disgusting in some segments yes but not to the point of like that some creepypastas go where it's like okay calm down creepypasta we get it you're trying to be creepy yeah we get it. you're trying to go for that visceral horror yeah uh, this was like right on the edge it's like if it did too much more it'd be like okay yeah. you're a little too gross it's not working anymore yeah this one again like scp entries tend to do like it's more of an analytical like it's giving mm-hmm. us all the details but not going excessive and because it's all laid out in details it feels like you can get more immersed into it, yeah. Because it literally feels like you're reading a document of, like, a cryptid, yeah, or like, yeah, or of a, mur- a serial killer. Because that's really more like what this guy is. Yeah, I mean, you you remove the 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 the, the fact that it's killing um, like multiple families in those nights across, across the, the world. Co- across the country or across yeah. the world. If it was just one killing in a year, this would be a serial killer or like an annual serial killer. Yeah, pretty much. But it, it makes it feel real, and because it makes it feel real, it's creepy. Yeah. And, like like you said, the only supernatural thing it kind of does is the whole teleportation across the world thing. Yeah, and again, stuffs children into its bag and then goes into an underground... Play. It does a lot of supernatural stuff, like, once you read further into it, but, like... From the from basically the FBI agent or like the the outsider when you first read the the scenarios like all the case files it's like man this guy gets around <laughs> the, the only thing. supernatural thing is the teleportation and the fact that he's not human 
Yeah, and yeah, the fact that he's not human. Yeah, he's super tall, and he can be outside naked and not be cold. Mm-hmm. And he but, speaks some alien, some weird language. Then again, that weird language could literally just be like any kind of like forgotten made, dialect. Or, uh, not even forgotten dialect. It could just be a made up language that he's come up with, or that he's come up with. Yeah. Um, and like his underground borough could literally just be like a bunk, like like underground. There's hundreds, thousands of underground facilities that are defunct and like just like rotting out in the world. Like they're still finding Nazi. Uh, bunkers in like Germany and France. Oh, really? Like urban explorers. If you go, if you look up like um, like urban exploration, like German or Euro- European bunkers, there are shit tons of people that are still finding, like, and recording um, old bunkers that are like in the side of a hill, just from like the World War Two. Like, so mm. like, there's t- countless places underground. This thing can hide and like store kids, and then like. Make them make toys of, of the of like a dead child, and then just kill them and, ma- and use their body parts for like stuff. And then again, like just recycle. Yeah, yeah. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, he could even be a cannibal. So maybe he like he eats the children. Well, he sure does because oh, yeah, there's does. multiple where there's like bite marks. Yeah, that's I don't true. know if it says that there's like meat like removed from it, but it, I guess it's assumed. Yeah. Um, and he only goes after people because like the cows and all the animal livestock in that one. Yes. Case, um, like the there was like markings all over them, but mm-hmm. like it was just blood marks, and so if or, like basically painting. Yeah, it's um, specifically the, that the animals were not harmed. Yeah, no animals were harmed in the making of this entry. Of this SCP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of humans. No, no animals were harmed in the making of this ritual of this ritual killing. Mm-hmm. That's important. <laughs> yeah, just people. That's fine. That's totally fine. Wow. <laughs> um, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> um, you'd be super sad if those cows were killed. Yeah, that, I, that's true. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, like, yeah, put p- point. Like, this is like basically just a serial killer with a slight supernatural bend. Mm-hmm. So, but the slightness increases his uh, lethality so much. Yeah, I, again, I think that's why it makes to me it makes him uh, like more creepy than Krampus is because Krampus is supposed to be a demon or imp like creature that like kills people and yeah. or like or kills kids and. Or takes them away, or leaves coal for them. This is more human than Krampus. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes him scarier. Because yeah. people be scary, yo. Yeah, just like the woods. <laughs> so when you add people, woods together, <laughs> as this thing attacks like rural villages or rural Pretty farms. Yeah. But long story short, I enjoyed it. It was creepy. I actually got into it. Actually, got immersed into it, which means it transferred its intent onto me. Yeah. Of being weirded out by it, so I'll thoroughly enjoy it. I see all the different um, avenues that you could take it for uh, gaming or for just straight up full on stories yeah. from multiple perspectives, as we talked about. So yeah, full recommendation. Sweet. I have a question. So like, I I have niece cultists as my like. So I'm 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 already like I'm basically like one step next to like dead if this thing starts. Pretty me. much, yeah. How did you feel? Because like you're you're also like out in the boonies like I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but you don't have a have an eight uh, somebody under eight in your household. No, I don't. You're just like I'm fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I I didn't feel like it was gonna personally attack me this year, but because of the way it's all laid out, it I could see myself being in someone else's shoes. Yeah, and having this happen. Yeah. You're just like, wow, Cultus is fucked. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> his poor family. Not him, but like his poor family. <laughs> yeah. It's really he, like he's it. got what's coming to him. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think basically full round recommendation mm-hmm. to the face. <laughs> 
Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like what you heard or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the East Dance for Evil. The Gamer Niel is at the Gamer Niel. Not that W because his name's too damn long. Larry <laughs> the King. It has to be. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also get a hold of us on email at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep bosses you'd like us to discuss on the show. Or other SCPs. Really, like, SCPs seem to be, like, kind of crawling up there on our uh, listings. Because, like, there's a lot of fodder there that we can talk about. Have we ran into, a, like, an SCP where all of us are just like, no, it's bad. Not yet. Yeah, I think they're generally all good. Yeah, and I think it's because of the, the editing process mm-hmm. that a lot of them get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just, because I don't think we've gone one, I don't think we've done one of the SCP entries that need, has needed a grammar inquisition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just get to the actual bare, like, the actual meat on the bones. Mm-hmm. There's no fat you have to... There's no skin, there's no fat, there's no breading at the time. Not all that fatty goodness. <laughs> just the protein. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and um, if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Look at Baldente Brigamortis at Patreon and select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with extra episodes, early access, and special content. So just select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. Um, uh, for our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to the listeners of these episodes and the writers of these stories and SCP entries, thank you guys immensely. Because without you, we wouldn't have a show, a listenership, and I wouldn't have stories to read or entries to look at and be terrified. So thank you. Um, Also, we are on Redbubble. So if you'd like to get the uh, logo of the giant chomping teeth and, like, the noodle uh, ADR... um, as a sticker, a t-shirt, or anything like that. Bath curtains. <laughs> bath curtains. <laughs> I still think that's the funniest one. <laughs> a clock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can just go to Redbubble and uh, and check that out. And uh, all proceeds go to our hosting and uh, all of it goes toward back to the podcast. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I am Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. Happy holidays. Sleep well.